about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show podcast edition here on Westwood One. My name is Steve Dace, powered by CRTV. You can also subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. I see we're up over 200 reviews on our iTunes page alone. So thank you very much. That does matter. Keep them coming. It helps when people are sitting by, looking, deciding. So many podcast options out there. And they're like, hey, is this the one that's worth my time or is this one that is worth my time? When they see many of you have taken the time to say, yeah, you want to check this out, it it helps to convince them to do that. So that's how you can help us help you by helping us get the word out. So steve at stevedace.com is also how you can let us know what you think about what we think. That's the email address, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Day Show. We just finished uh, today's television show for CRTV. And at the time we are taping this, Democrats are in the process of caving after a brutal weekend of messaging, uh, when when the Trump White House nailed them with, you're siding with illegal aliens over the U.S. military. I mean, that was, that's Bleak House right there. I mean, that's the NFL saying to Trump, you can have the flag while we protest. You aren't, see, this is where you think you're debating Trump and you're not. You're, you're debating Americana, okay? That's the mistake the NFL made last fall and the Democrats just made it here to start off uh, the new year. So that was one of the topics today on the roundtable, among others. Let's get a little preview of what's coming up on our show from CRTV. Todd, what stood out to you? Well, as I said, uh, also, and you followed up on my making this point, but in light of everything you just said, it also stands out that immediately the the true believer progressives are also saying, you know, I don't understand. This, uh, this was such an important hill to die on. They, they they absolutely think that, which is just more testimony. They they really don't like you, America. Uh, they don't like their country. Uh, they have an entirely different agenda that has to do with most of the reasons you get up in the morning and go to bed at night. And um, it's it's fascinating to watch them react to a pure ass whooping and think somehow that they're the victors. Yeah, I had a a, a lefty blogger of some renown, Greg Sargent tweet something nasty to me today uh, referring to me as an extremist and I said you know understand calling people that are skeptical of your open border policies that are really just a democratic party voter drive people wanting a government that puts the puts the priorities of those who obey the law and pay taxes ahead of those that don't Calling that extremism is why you lost to, of all people, Donald Trump. Hell, I didn't even vote for Trump, I told him. You, didn't, you guys did more to elect him than I did. Get, take a bow, as Madonna once sang. This, I mean, uh, this is all you. I mean, you're the reason he's there. I mean, they, they believe the country, because it's not as conservative as it used to be, means that it's more communist. And that's not true either. And, and they just cannot abide a, a, a country that is not as far left as they are. And you see that in the comments that you're alluding to from segments of their base on social media. What stood out to you, Aaron? 
Yeah, this is uh, this is fascinating watching the reaction from the far left on any of these issues, because at the end of the day, most Americans aren't really ideological. They just want to know that people in their government care about them. And then when they hear people in the government that uh, that are literally shutting down the government or keeping the government uh, from you know continuing on and it's a normal day to day function, all because of some illegal uh, immigrants. That really, no matter who you are in America, unless you're hardened leftist, if you're just a normal, typical, everyday uh, American, that type of message is devastating uh, for your cause. I also thought it was interesting. We heard um, from CNN, they did a little uh, focus group, um, not a focus group, but they went to a town, a small town in Iowa to get their opinion on how uh, Donald Trump is doing through his first year and uh, hearing you and Bob's uh, commentary on that story, that was uh, that was interesting as well. Yeah, what you'll find as you watch Bob Vanderplatz and I break that clip down today on CRTV is it seems like CNN went to Monticello, Iowa to give their opinion on Trump's first mm-hmm. year more than to get the opinion of the people of Monticello, Iowa. <laughs> I'm certain of it. <laughs> All right, so if you haven't watched us yet on CRTV, now's a great chance to subscribe. Use my name as a promo code, promo code DACE. D-E-A-C-E at CRTV.com. And you won't just get our show, but all of the shows that uh, we produce each day here at CRTV. And you can get access to the archive of every show we've ever done as well. Promo code DACE, CRTV.com. And again, if if uh, the annual subscription price, if that's you know a little outside your budget, we get that. We have monthly subscription options as well. Promo code DACE, CRTV.com. All right, let's get to our the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. It's a Monday, so we want to review the big headlines from over the weekend. Aaron, fire away. Of course, it is the shutdown, in case you didn't hear, because you know you actually have actual lives outside of following governmental issues. Uh, it was shut down this weekend, like it is every weekend. And the White House handed the Democrats, as you noted, their butts. Uh, here are a few Trump tweets from over the weekend, and I could share example after example from the media about uh, about um, people allied with the White House, but it, they were basically all variations on the themes of some of these tweets. Government shutdown will be devastating to our military, something the Dems care very little about. Democrats are far more concerned with illegal immigrants than they are with our great military. Democrats are holding our military hostage over their desire to have unchecked illegal immigration. Again, everything uh, that the Republican, most of most Republicans, at least allied with the White House, have said this weekend were variations on some of those themes. And uh, the result, again, as you noted, Steve, was the Democrats absolutely caving today. Trump is a uh, marketing master. It's how he has survived so many personal scandals, business failures, things of that nature. Um, Because he realized at a young age, he really wasn't buying and selling real estate. He was buying and selling Donald Trump. The problem for President Trump has never been messaging or finding the right message. The problem has been staying on it. Not blowing up your own messaging. Not, not calling Lester Holt. You're winning the messaging battle on firing James Comey last spring. And you call Lester Holt up and say, well, you're damn right, I fired him, and I would have done it even with, if the, uh, the Justice Department not recommended it. And then 48 hours later, Robert Mueller's appointed special counsel, and we're off to whatever the hell the last eight months of that story's been, okay? Um, it's, it's, he is the dog in squirrel, or the dog in up, squirrel, keeping him on that message. That's why when I saw on Saturday morning, 
that this the tweets Aaron shared is what his initial messaging rollout was. I was like right away, that's killer. That's going to devastate them. That's the exact right message. Now let's see if he can stay on it for ten minutes, and then to see a couple of old fellow Huckabee alums that I know well, Hogan Gidley even more than I know Sarah Sanders, but to the way they followed up in the last thirty six hours crushing the Democrats and crushing Lindsey Graham to stay. Lindsey Graham, I'm going to make a prediction right here. He won't run for re-election in 2020. Because, you know, he was primaried in, in the Tea Party wave of 2014, but he had five different primary challengers. Him openly throwing his weight out to the White House saying, I'm with Democrats on shutting the government down if you won't give amnesty to illegals. Him going all full bore like that. I don't think that. I, I, I think we may be looking at a Rick Santorum. Yeah, I here. think that's a that's a Rick Santorum Arlen Specter yeah. moment. I think you know, you know Lindsay doesn't have a family. Wink, wink. So um, you know maybe his Tinder or Grinder account's going to need updated here sometime in late 2019, and Lindsay's going to decide. You know, I I got something else to. <laughs> I got, you know, I, I, I need to spend some more free time with me, okay? Because I, I think that's pretty devastating. If you ever wanted to truly get one really good Matt Bevan-esque primary challenger to somebody like Lindsey Graham, he prov- he helped you. He, he recruited that candidate for you this week. The White House destroyed him. I mean, what Hogan Gidley said yesterday, taking Graham's own statement against Stephen Miller and turning it around on him, Sarah Sanders on the White House lawn today on Fox News saying, with a feminine touch, you know, Hogan's a dude like us. He just dresses a lot better than we do. Okay, dude can freaking dress, man. Okay, but he's a dude, you know, so... I mean, that was just the testosterone kicked in when they threw him at Lindsey Graham's, and he doesn't like Lindsey Graham anyway, and they're from both from South Carolina, and they don't like each other anyway. So knowing Hogan as well as I do, somebody in the press threw him that line about Lindsey Graham. He's like, oh, it's on, okay? And he just threw it right back in his face. Sarah Sanders had more of a feminine touch on the White House lawn today. Just very disappointing a senator like Lindsey Graham would side with people in the country that are benefiting from the grace and compassion of the American people by getting to stay here illegally over our own military. It's really just, it's unconscionable that someone would, it's like when you, it's when your mom did that to you and your kid, guys. And you're like, hey, hey, can dad just go ahead and spank me? Because that hurts worse, but it's over sooner. This is this is this is death by a thousand syllables. All right, just mom's 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 disappointment sucks even worse than dad just taking the tan in my hide. That's done. I scream for three minutes. I'm bullegged for another hour, and it's over with. This I can't live with. That is what Sarah Sanders did to Lindsey Graham today. This was devastating for the Democratic Party. They caved without getting nothing. I can't think of a time that has ever happened on a domestic policy issue in my time. Covering, following, being a part of American politics. We're used to seeing Republicans do this. Democrats today caved to get nothing that they couldn't have gotten on Friday afternoon when they when they wanted to shut down the government. And now, if every Republican in an embattled district gets to run the commercial this fall. The Democrats care more about illegal aliens than they do the U.S. military. It just was a a devastating political mistake. And it's on the heels, guys, of one they've already made. 
They already told millions of Americans the Republicans are voting to not cut your taxes, but cut tax cuts for the rich and raise your taxes. And that's that's not true. And, and people will get to see in their own paychecks here in the coming weeks that they were lied to by Democrats there as well. So this has been a brutal month for the Democratic Party, Todd. A brutal month. And it's also on the All heels. self-inflicted. The Republicans... Not once, but twice were the canaries in the cold mine for this. When they uh, were in the minority and went after a, uh, a government shutdown, or at least they didn't have the White House. And they learned, even the, the, Obamacare was in, uh, in dire shape. The polling on it was very much in their favor, but they still learned that this government shutdown thing wasn't really the appetite uh, of the American public. And I think um, Amanda Carpenter, we showed a clip from her uh, today on the television Ted show. Ted Cruz's former communications director. Yeah. She's now on CNN. And yeah. she spoke to that. It's, uh, so she, it's, by the way, that's key because she was Cruz's communications director right? when he right. led the shutdown on Obamacare. She was on his political team when that happened. And her her point, I think, was dead. It's, it's not about the politics of of shutdown per se. I, it, it is still a, a viable uh, arrow that you have to have uh, in your quiver. But the Republicans had a better hand to play, and it didn't work out, work out for either of them, which I think only speaks to the just flat-out arrogance and pomposity of the left that they di- couldn't look themselves in the eye and just strategically say, you know, everything you already said, see, this DACA thing might be kind of a hard sell when we point this in the form of a gun at America's head. And they did it anyways. It is stag... That's what I said. There was... On Friday, there's not going to be any shutdown. And in effect, I... I, You couldn't imagine they'd be that dumb. No. And I'm still basically right because this is... it, It lasted... Until noon, when nothing had really shut down, anyways, on Monday. But I, it, it's that's what you. Ha- how dangerous they are! These these people are basically insane people playing with loaded weapons right now. When when they are not able to simply follow through the logical course of their actions, three days ahead, Steve. And I was thinking earlier today. Not only is this the first time I can I can think of that Republicans have defeated Democrats in the media on a domestic policy issue. I think it's the first time they defeated them on anything on any issue since whether or not to invade invade Iraq. Guys, that that was late two thousand two, early two thousand three. That's fifteen years ago. Okay, fifteen. Years ago, guys. And by the way, let's hope this works out better than that did in the long run. But the last time they, that Republicans stood their ground on a policy and beat media, the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, 15 years ago, I, I'm, I'm, work, I'm now trying sliding past a five head. I still had a four head. Aaron, you were 10? 10 years old, Aaron? Uh, back in 2003, yeah. 10 years old, guys. Think about that, Todd. That's how long it's been. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you and Chris Pandolfo on Friday, because then we were just talking about the tax cuts. If you had the party... Chris Pandolfo, one of our gurus at Conservative Review. Yeah. If, if, he, if you could follow up on that now with an effective fighting force, what would you do? Now you have this this one, too. If this was a party cape, and that's my first thought after rejoicing in this, thinking oh, this yep. is a, how are we going to screw this up? What do you do right now this week to follow up on this? I go right after Planned Parenthood right now. 
I go right after Planned Parenthood right now. It's my base's number one issue is the life issue. The largest voting block in the Republican Party is the pro-life vote. There's never a Reagan presidency without Roe v. Wade. We just had the March for Life. Yep, just had the March for Life. President, uh, the vice president went there in person last year. The president addressed it via conference in person. And actually, although you would have preferred him to be there, the way that the White House pulled it off with yeah. the mother surrounding him yep. in a controlled environment. That might have been even looked, better. It, lo- it looked even better. A kid with Down syndrome yeah. sitting next to him, uh, kissed it was, him on the head. It, yeah. was, it was, it's the best stagecraft this White House has done since they announced Neil Gorsuch that night, which was almost a year ago. Actually, it was a year ago. Okay. The stagecraft, they worked, that worked out even better. The way they did it worked out even better than the look of him actually being there in an uncontrolled environment. That's what I'd do. Press that advantage. Because just as a, ma- a majority of a, a lot of Americans are still not comfortable defining life at conception, still want somewhere if their daughter has an unwanted pregnancy or their son gets somebody pregnant, they want to be able to, to get rid of it early on. The polling on funding Planned Parenthood is worse for Democrats than it's as bad for Democrats as um, as illegal aliens are. The polling on late-term abortions even worse for Democrats than it is on on illegal immigration. And with midterm elections being um, turn out your base exercises, you have your Justice Department currently investigating Planned Parenthood. That's what you tie it to. You say we're not funding Planned Parenthood until the Justice Department can clear them. You take it out of the realm of the whole life argument in and of itself and say, it's just not proper for the federal government to be funding an agency that the Justice Department is investigating for felonious activity until that's run its course. People have seen enough corruption, guys. Have seen enough. So it's a bit like getting Capone on tax yep. evasion, but the time is ripe to do it. The time is right to do it. You take the opening. Okay. Time is, and then you say, hey, the Democrats would rather send money to an organization currently under investigation by the Justice Department for selling baby parts than they would be funding the military. And you just keep using this argument over and over again. That's what I do. Thoughts on that idea? It's perfect. Uh, amen. Yeah. Please, yes. Probably not. That's what needs to happen, though. Well, I'm, I am shocked the Republicans didn't find a way to cave first, just because yep. we're used to seeing that. We yep. are used to seeing that. Well, that's why I tweeted out. The fact that the Dems just lost this badly to this Republican Party, I mean, that's a special brand of pathetic. And I think yep. this is clearly where Trump helped, Trump helped us. I think the Republicans knew... This is where, as much as they would love to listen to their K Street overlords that want the cheap labor, the problem is the entire Republican Party racket, guys, is, is, revolves around the mission of the Republican Party is to avoid revealing honestly to its base how non-conservative it truly is. Okay? The entire game is to avoid that accountability and comeuppance that goes with it. Trump makes it so hard for them to play that game because whatever they think is as shameless and nasty as they want to be, he will go more shameless and nastier. However low they're willing to go to CYA, 
they will go to the nickel of the Earth's core. Trump will dig down to the magnum. All right? I mean, there, there's no way to outfeckless Donald Trump. And they know. They, the reason they could not cave to Democrats, they know, if they would have caved on this. What's the issue that launched Trump's candidacy, really? What's the issue? Immigration. Immigration. They would have handed Trump the ultimate demagoguery weapon. And he would have crushed them with it. They couldn't get away with it. So they, he, his presence left them no alternative but to stand their ground on this. Because he was never going to accept a compromise his base doesn't like because what is also Trump's number one mission? The avoidance of accountability and blame. The problem is he's better at it than the Republican Party aficionados are and he's got a more powerful platform as the president than Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan have. He can drown them out anytime he wants. He just makes one tweet and it's like those guys wrecked them, barely knew him. It's like they were never born. They can't play their normal game. He, he has his presence and his willingness to go lower than they are either willing or capable of going has forced them to move to the right unwittingly. It's not the way I would have drawn it up. It's not the, not the, it's not the methodology I would have preferred. But by golly, I ain't going to lick a gift horse in the mouth either, are you? I'm not going to lick the gift horse in the oh, mouth. Oh, it's like that line from Fellowship of the Ring with Galadriel on the Ring, bright and terrible as the dawn is not oh my goodness. I mean, just that, yeah, in its moment, when, when it all coalesces, that you just have that, what, there's a number of ways you can say what you just said about not the way I would have drawn it off. It's not the... It makes it makes you a little queasy. Um, it's like that woman in during the show, uh, CNN's interviewing her, and she's they're talking about some of the pros and then the cons, and she can't even find words. Like he's an embarrassment to her. But it's always after that. It's just, but you, you could feel. Isn't she the one? She's a perfect voter, perfect representative. And you're talking about the woman in the uh, CNN story yeah, CNN on Monticello, she, Iowa. I mean, she's salt to the earth. Iowan right there, who uh, I would guess voted for Donald Trump, couldn't stand the alternative, it is not really proud to speak on his behalf either, but she, there we are, there we live. And that speaks to exactly what you're saying. It, it, it forces all manner of people. Uh, but the, perhaps that's the best silver lining about all of this. You, 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 everybody's line in the sand has been shifted somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to find out ultimately on balance what that means in you know, four years from now, eight years from now. I don't know, um, but the that the fact that that happened at all was a good thing. Next headline. All right, we've got some more information. Well, kind of more information about the Las Vegas shooter Joe Lombardo. He's the Las Vegas police chief. He had another co- a press conference. Uh, over the weekend, it was actually on Friday, and uh, KSNV TV Las Vegas had a good story on it. I've lost a lot of sleep over this. Sheriff Joe Lombardo says the Route 91 shooting investigation is far from over. And today he said the evidence points to one shooter, Stephen Paddock. And Lombardo cleared Paddock's girlfriend, Mary Lou Danley. We do not anticipate charges being brought forward against Mary Lou Danley. As to 
any other people, the FBI has an ongoing case against an individual of federal interest. The report includes numerous never-before-seen pictures from inside Paddock's hotel suite. It concludes Paddock was in the room alone, as his is the only DNA evidence recovered. To date, investigators have gone over nearly 2,000 leads and looked at 21,560 hours of video. In releasing the report, Lombardo acknowledged that it doesn't answer one key question. What was Stephen Paddock's motive? It does speak to how Paddock planned the attack. His internet searches include biggest open-air concert venues in USA, life is beautiful, expected attendance, how crowded does Santa Monica Beach get, and even researching one local school, Las Vegas Academy of the Performing Arts. There was no suicide note, nor a manifesto left behind, no ideology or radicalization was discovered. The report also details a year of weapons purchases, stating that between October 2016 and September 2017, Paddock bought over 55 firearms, and over six days at Mandalay Bay, he brought up weapons in 15 suitcases and bags. That's the story. And also, what that didn't include is um, apparently child pornography was found on this dude's computer. Uh, you remember that his brother, I believe it was. Yeah, busted uh, for it. Yeah. Busted for it as well. How is it possible we cannot know a motive? One congressman, by the way, was on Fox the other night and said that uh, ISIS. ISIS recruited him. I can't recall. Did they take credit for him or not? Do you remember? Do you guys remember? Paddock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. That's what I thought they did, but I didn't want to speak out of turn. Um, I can't. Several times. Well, not several, but I, a I, few I, times. I, yeah. I can't believe we don't know, three and a half months later, the motives of the worst mur mass murder in American history. We have no idea how an obviously out of shape elderly man was able to... What floor was he on? Do you remember what 32nd. floor? The 32nd floor dragged materials to essentially create a small armory, a sniper's nest, to the 32nd floor of a Vegas casino that is constantly under constant perpetual surveillance as every Las Vegas casino is. The people working the hotel room that were cleaning his room so they didn't see any sign. Understand, guys, you don't, you don't put up this kind of sniper's nest in the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay in a half an hour. How is it none of, how is it we don't know any of these things? How is this possible, Todd? I don't believe it's possible. Well, here's why I continue to have questions is because how, how far out are we? When did this happen? This October, October 1st. 1st. It, it, they, the, the part they mentioned about watching all that videotape, yes, that takes some time. But it is, it's remarkable that we are here now approaching February and just getting to this. I would have expected this after about a month, tops, if this is yeah. as far as you were going to come to. And this is still... All you have. Uh, we even talked about the key witness disappeared for days and then just right. showed up on the Ellen DeGeneres show. What? what that's, the, that's how you lock down the chain of evidence. 
what in the Sam Hill is this? Now, that being said, I remember when we first talked about this, and you were more skeptical right out of the gate than I was. And you know, I I went to a place I don't think you inherently disagree. I mean, basically, I was like, total depravity. Do I believe, without thinking about all the uh, permutations of what it takes to get all of those weapons? I didn't even know how many weapons he had at that time to get him up there. But yeah, can, can one guy just go absolutely nuts and hate people enough to do this? Uh, I think we all agree that the answer to that is probably yes. And I think he's- Of course it's yes. Can one lone guy get nuts enough to do this? And drag through the 32nd floor of a heavily armed, secure, secured, surveilled Las right. Vegas casino, which on any given day is exchanging and accepting and, and banking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars as what they do for a business every day. And he somehow, the materials necessary yeah. for him to act on his insanity made it all the way to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay and no one knew? You buying that? Well, that's, well, they answer that question, but it only, to me, answers brings up more questions because they say what how many bags 15 bags over the course of how many days well you're saying that as if that's open and shut case now to me that's like oh whoa it, it doesn't that stick out like an a sore thumb i mean wh- how do you know that what did what did it look like the fact that they're just kind yeah, of like saying, throwing it out there and the, hoping like nothing to see here and walking away from that yeah they're saying the bellboys that helped him bring it up he he brought a different suitcases up over a period of however many days and the reason why nobody really took notice of it is, is because a different bellboy was happening uh, helping him each time that still doesn't really make sense in my mind where are the cameras you're saying that nobody over the course of however many days he was bringing up how many tens of rolling suitcases up to the 32nd floor didn't notice that hey this guy has uh however many what was it 30 some odd uh suitcases that he's dragging up here nobody nobody noticed that inside of a las vegas casino yeah uh my answer that is hell to the no hell to the no Hell to the no. Particularly somebody as well-known in the casinos as this guy was, who was dropping large coin all the time, who didn't frequently travel with these sorts of things. It didn't draw anybody's attention at all. They, they, meaning that they know he's not some heavy tourist outsider making this once-in-a-lifetime trip to the Vegas Strip, just losing his mind at the, at the, at the shopping you know, uh, centers. This guy lived in these casinos, man. He was dropping bank all the time. And nobody sat there and thought, it's kind of odd he's staying here and taking 15 bags. 15 bags. Up to the Mandalay at the 32nd floor? No. I don't buy any of this, guys. And I'm sorry, not sorry, if it makes me sound like Alex making the friggin' frogs gay. You know, I'm not going to ignore truth just because... If, if it puts me on the right side of that guy. Like if that guy also, if Alex Jones also decided mint chocolate chip was the very best ice cream, he would be right about that too. And I'm not going to change my taste of the truth of the knowledge of what is the greatest ice cream just because he happens to, the blind clock happens to, you'd be right twice a day. There's this story stinks to high heaven. It smells all the way to the state of Denmark, Hamlet. I'm not buying any of it. And you throw it in on top of, well, we just happened to have one guy hit a wrong button that nearly started a nuclear, thermonuclear war. Okay? Then we, have, then we have 
Oh, snap, man. We just happened to lose six months of text messages from Peter Strzok, the FBI agent that called our, who is the clearly a biased Hillary shill that puts our entire, uh, you know, Russia probe, its credibility into the crosshairs. Can, can any of you guys tell me, you guys are smart guys, you're well informed, when was the last time one of these errors worked the other way? Like, when was the last time a newspaper came out and said, oh, guys, our, this correction, it, it wasn't conservative enough. Or it was too conservative, I mean. We, we made this too pro-Republican, too pro-Christian, too pro-conservative. We got to dial this back. It was our bad. You ever seen that correction? No. Yeah, you, you ever remember. seen that, Aaron? No. When was the last time anybody ever, ever came out with the correction? Oh, uh, yeah. That, 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 it, it's funny. No one ever loses six months of text messages from somebody on the right. You ever seen that? That was going to be the next story. <laughs> I mean, Tom DeLay went to prison for something he was later exonerated for. I bet he would love to have six months of his text messages lost. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, uh, this uh, weekend, so uh, some more uh, texts were turned over between um, Peter uh, from Peter Strzok, and you remember him. He is the notorious anti-Trump, formerly of the Mueller special uh, special counsel. And some of his texts were leaked, um, admitting basically explicit bias against the president of the United States. Well, Byron New York uh, reported on this little nugget last night. Uh, This was an email between the Department of Justice and Senator Ron Johnson. And basically what this email says is that, yes, we've got some more uh, text to turn over, but um, whoops, we, um, we might have hit the wrong button and deleted months worth of come, other text messages come on, man come on man this one i come on todd this one just makes me mad i mean the uh they're, the the they're the peeing Las on Ve- you telling you it's raining dang they're, right they are they're feeding you coke they're feeding you feces and telling you they're cocoa pebbles it's yeah the las vegas one is 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 nebulous enough to me that i can't i'm curious about it i just, i can't draw my ire because uh, there's there is still a very high probability that it's just looney tunes full of hate who did this but this 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 is a coup the, 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 uh, not only should people be fired but the, 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 this is the stuff uh, that people go to jail forever f- for because they you. are simply taking their oath of office and giving it the middle finger. I, I started off this investigation breaking from a lot of my fellow brethren because I have a high regard for Robert Mueller's biography and his service record to the country is not debatable. It is what it is, and it is quite distinguished. It's the elite of the elite. But this is a flipping clown show now. The truth is unattainable in this entire story. And all we've learned is two things we kind of already knew. We already knew Mike Flynn is cray-cray. Did we not kind of already know that? This is why the Obama administration removed some of his clearance. Some of the places of, 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 of... of, of high priority that he was originally placed in because of his attachments to Putin and Erwin in Turkey. So we got confirmation 
that this was not the ideal character to be your national security advisor. That's number one. And we, we, were con- we, we found out that a guy we knew all along was on Putin's payroll and is a Russian stooge is a Russian stooge. And he was a Russian stooge before Trump, long before Trump, in fact, going back many years. Have we learned anything? We've learned. And again, I'm just calling balls and strikes. You guys tell me if I'm wrong, man. But I'm not going to ignore the truth. Just like I'm not going to ignore the truth if it makes me sound like Alex Jones in Vegas. I'm not going to ignore the truth if it makes me sound like Kayleigh McEnany on Trump Russia. The truth is the truth. And I'm about fed up with people changing what they think is true because they, they like Trump as I am people changing what they think is true because they don't. The truth is, the only thing we have learned that we did not know, and and you correct me if I'm wrong, push back on me, please. The only thing we have learned that we did not know before this investigation began is how absolutely corrupt and politically partisan Peter Strzok was. Arguably the lead key FBI investigator in the whole damn story. That's the only thing, that is the only thing I have learned as a a well-informed American whose job it is to be informed. I've I've ripped the decision to make Mike Flynn his NSA when he made it last year. I told him it was a terrible decision. Before any of this ever went down, looking looking at his associations, it was a terrible idea. And his son is nuts. Post the dumbest crap you'll ever see on Twitter, and you can't have the National Security Advisor of the United States have his son out there tweeting like it's the freaking comment section at Prison Planet. We can't do business that way any more than we can have a guy in the Obama administration tweeting like it's the comment section at Vox. We can't do that. You guys were here with me the entire time I railed against bringing the other the Russian stooge into his campaign. We had that conversation how almost from the day he got hired. We've been talking about Paul Manafort's problems for how long? Long before there was a Mueller probe. We knew all of this. The only thing I did not know since this entire fiasco began is Peter Strzok had no business whatsoever being the FBI's tip of the spear on this investigation. And what's chilling is that he's legion in terms of the government. And there's an important comparison to be made now because you, how, how many Americans still know, know who Peter Strzok is? Uh, the comparison between Peter Strzok and the links he will go to for his cause versus look what happened to Kim Davis. Hmm. Kim, Kim Davis, a woman who stood up because the laws on the books were still as they almost all are anywhere, everywhere. Marriage is between a man and a woman and you've got uh, courts ruling on from on high. So everybody's supposed to march. And one day, one woman on the back of a bus said, no, that's basically who Kim Davis was. No, no, no. This is this has gone too far. We, we we are all better than this. This and, and if I can figure that out, a woman who was honest, I mean, feet of clay. Hey, I got some size, uh, you know, Shaquille O'Neal size feet of clay. Uh, but we want to turn her, and, and the press did had a field day, turning her into Satan. And here you have Peter Strzok. 
far more people like him in the government than Kim Davis. Look at the links he is willing to yep. go to for his yep. cause. Potentially compromising the entire public face of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yes. Compromising the integrity of arguably the most decorated law enforcement officer in America in Robert Mueller. One of the most in American history, frankly, in Robert Mueller. Yeah. You're exactly right about that, Todd. Because of a guy who, if you leave him to his own devices, Donald Trump has shown a willingness to shoot himself in the head. Yeah, he'll put the tramp stamp on his face, guys. Give him 10 minutes. Yes, but you can't control yourself. Your sense of self-righteousness is all the way up to 11, and it's akin to nothing we've seen in American politics. Because even when there's been great self-righteousness before, usually, uh, most often it's been more disciplinedness, at least in mass. You know, you've had singular people uh, pop out, but he is legion. He, he's not an anomaly. He is progressivism. He is much of the federal government. I told you, I said before we broke for Christmas break, did I not? Well before we broke for Christmas break, actually, Robert Mueller needed to get in front of the cameras and spend some of his political capital salvaging this investigation. Because right now, if there was any other name attached to it other than his, with his previous service record, this thing would have been blown up as it is. The only thing that this, the the only credibility this thing has left, guys, is his name, in my view. But that only takes you so far. If I was Robert Mueller, I'd take a page out of Chuck Schumer's playbook today. As the great prophet Dave Chappelle once said, you played yourself. We are past a point of no return with this investigation now. There is nothing it could uncover at this point that would not be soiled by partisanship. Some of that is the environment in the country. Much of that, though, particularly given the fact Mueller was appointed, that because a guy that successfully navigated Republican and Democratic administrations understood how Washington worked, understood the media, uh, ran the FBI post 9-11, understood the, 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 the tensions there with trying to prosecute radical Islam while using Islamic enclaves in, in, the, in American neighborhoods like Dearborn, Michigan, to cultivate informants, that he, he understood how to tiptoe through the tulips how to dance between the raindrops and not get wet because he played this game at a high level. No one was better qualified to get out of this thing unscathed and get the American people to the truth than he. We're beyond that now. We're beyond that now. If I were him, I'd just shut the damn thing down. Claim victory. You got two major scalps in Mike Flynn and Paul Manafort. And enjoy retirement. What do you think he thinks right now about... Trump's statements, and here's where Trump may be ready to step in it, because as you've noted before, this is what got him in trouble. Trump in the first is perpetually place. ready to step in. But, so Trump is saying right now, oh, I, I look forward to appearing in person in front of Mueller. Was that not my last prediction? Did I not predict this on the roundtable that Trump would do this against the well, advice you, of his lawyers? I haven't heard. What do you think Mueller thinks about that? Is that more? Is, is that pushing him to stick around longer or to? Say, okay, this is farcical enough. I think I think Robert Mueller 
if he's who his bio says he is. Well, if he's more of who his bio says he is, cut your losses, claim victory, you got two major scalps, walk out, go home. If he's more who his detractors say he is, then he's asking the question that you just asked me of himself. His job's not to get the president. His job's not to protect the president. His job was to get to the truth. Do you believe the truth is attainable at this point, Todd? Uh, Only if the truth is that basically everybody's really dumb. Yes. Yes. And that's pretty likely. That is pretty likely. Um, I think... I think this thing has become a loss leader at the very least. At the very least, it has. Final thoughts, Aaron. Yeah, uh, this weekend it actually seemed to be a, a, a really interesting weekend um, full of actual good news. One of, uh, you know, the biggest thing, I think, is, is what you mentioned before. Um, this is talking about the government shutdown and how the messaging went. This is one of the biggest um, wins, if not the only win, as you said, since 2003 in the Iraq war. And this goes to show how important messaging actually is. And further than that, where your principles actually are. Because when your messaging is, as the Republicans have been for pretty much my entire life, your messaging is basically give up now before it's too late or cave now before it's too late, then you will get what the Republicans have gotten for most of the time, but have been saved by the fact, well, by the radical rabid leftness, leftness of the Democrats. But when you actually just a little bit show some principle and develop your messaging out of that principle... Uh, then you get what we had this weekend, which was the Democrats actually absolutely getting their butts handed to them and tucking their tail behind their butts this morning as they caved. Todd? Uh, progressives pretty quick better pivot to an issue that they step on the gas, one that they know works for them in general, highly emotional, and um, make the re- see if the Republicans have the uh, stomach to uh, continue fighting because we know that the Republicans weren't really comfortable with this uh now so if 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 i, I mean, was the republicans said to them we will give you and they gave them everything they wanted except trump will have our base annihilate us you know what can i close with this thought do you mind yeah what the democrats did here is the same mistake republicans made in the 95 shutdown what happened in 95 is newt gingrich and bob dole got on the back of air force one and negotiated with with bill clinton And Bill Clinton was willing to give them almost everything they wanted, knowing the weakened position he was in. But but they pushed him to a point where he said, I can't give you that. I'll give you everything else but that. If I give you that, I'm going to face a primary next year. Jesse Jackson, someone's going to primary me, and presidents who primary lose. I will give you 90% of what you want. But if if you force my hand on this, I can't give you this. It's political suicide for me. My base will revolt. Gingrich Dole demanded he give them that thing. They forced Bill Clinton into having a set he didn't really have because they, they pushed up against his own survival instinct. And that'll give you courage, liquid or otherwise, real quick like. 
and they walked off the back of that bus empty-handed, government shut down, Republicans lose that argument. Same thing happened here. McConnell and the, and the Republicans said to the Democrats, you get, you get 90% of what you want. But if we throw amnesty in on this, Trump is going to have, our base is already on a, our base is already not as energized as yours is. And if we throw amnesty into this deal as well, in the dead of night, Trump is going to turn our base against us. We have to stand up to you because this is political fat fratricide. We're dead in the water the next day if we do this. And the Democrats were not content with taking 90% of what they could have gotten, what they wanted. And they forced Republicans into taking a stand they otherwise did not want to have to take. Because again, as with Bill Clinton, survival instinct occurred. Same exact thing I think happened here, Todd, in reverse. History repeated itself. Just in reverse. I agree. Which is why I think if there are any smart thinking uh, Democrats left, going on offense would be the way to recover from this the fastest. And that means start calling people racist, misogynist, eczemophobic, homophobes. Stat. Yep. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget CRTV.com, promo code DACE. So you can catch our show on CRTV today. We are back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.